Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This episode of the Brown Vegan Podcast is being brought to you by Zero to Vegan, which is my 14-day vegan challenge. If you're someone who's looking for a simple, delicious, and practical way to go vegan, this challenge is definitely for you. You'll get meal plans, videos, audios, and access to a private Facebook group for support. So you should definitely sign up because there's no better time to get started than now. Go to ZeroToVeganChallenge.com and use the discount code PODCAST to sign up and save a little bit of coins at the same time. So that is ZeroToVeganChallenge.com, discount code PODCAST. Hey, hey, it's Monique. I hope you're doing well. Welcome to episode 66 of the Brown Vegan Podcast, where I love to share strategies on how to embrace a simple, delicious, and practical vegan lifestyle by sharing my experiences. I've been vegan since 2010 and bringing on guests to do the same. You can find out more about what I do and how I do it at brownvegan.com. And don't forget to follow me on social media. I am Brown Vegan everywhere, including YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So I am back with another guest on the show. I'm really working on doing more solo episodes because I get questions through my email and on social media about different things. So I do want to start doing more solo episodes. But for now, I need to go ahead and get some of these interviews out because I schedule them, I plan them, I do all these interviews and I need to go ahead and do better about getting those out to you. So definitely send me your questions that you would like answered um, on social media. Um, I will say that I do not play a nutritionist or a doctor on the internet. I don't act like I know everything. So I prefer questions about like meal planning and things like that. Things that are more practical of like living a daily vegan life. If you have like health issues, I'm probably not the person to ask for that, to be honest with you, because um, I don't pretend I know. I just know very basic information about a lot of the health concerns. So if you have anything about as far as being vegan with a family, lifestyle, things like that, definitely send me an email to monique at brownvegan.com and I'll be happy to answer that in a future episode. So today on the show, I have my girl Gina from veganwithcurves.com. She is going to share some tips on how to actually go vegan and keep your curves. I know that's a concern for a lot of people. I get that question often as well. People are like, okay, I want to go vegan, but I am losing too much weight, girl. So what do I do? Gina is the person to talk to about that. She's going to talk about what inspired her to start this brand. She's going to give you very specific strategies on how to keep your curves, what to eat, how to exercise, how to keep it going so that you can maintain your curves and also go vegan for your health, the environment, and the planet. Also in this conversation, I'm going to chat with Gina about the importance of knowing your options and being open to variety in a vegan lifestyle, being vegan in the workplace and how she had struggled with that. And actually her being vegan at work and struggling with that actually helps her start her brand. So we're going to talk about that and also the difference between plant-based and vegan, dealing with the vegan police. Oh my gosh, because they are hot mess. So yeah, it's a really good conversation. You can get all of the show notes and all the resources and everything 
everything that we mentioned in this episode at brownvegan.com. And don't forget to follow Gina on Instagram. She is underscore vegan with curves. So let's start off by talking about why you decided to become a vegan. What was your motivation? Well, I honestly didn't want to become vegan at first. I was very (laughs) anti-vegan. I remember um, seeing a show on MTV. It was called uh, True Life. I don't know if that show still comes on anymore, but it was this lady and she was talking about how she's a raw food vegan. And at the time I was in high school. So I thought that was the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard of. Like, how can you live without cheese and steak? Cause that was my favorite thing to eat back then. Um, so the idea of veganism really turned me off completely. It wasn't until I got older and I started having a lot of health issues. Um, and a lot of, uh, overweight issues I was like 165 and I'm five foot so that's pretty big on somebody uh as short as me I started to look for ways to release some of the weight that I had the excess weight that I had as well as to get healthier and I noticed that the less animal products that I ate the healthier I became and so I just kind of went with that flow a little bit what really made me want to go completely vegan was a show um Oprah had she had I forgot the name of the person, but they were talking about the vegan lifestyle and the animal cruelty. And when I saw that episode, I was in tears for like hours. I I had no idea that that was actually going on or that was even something that, I mean, I couldn't understand why, why is that even something that exists? Like why would people want to treat animals that way? So it was really an ethical thing for me as to why I went full vegan. Now, a lot of people you know, it's, it's mainly for health, but honestly, I was already healthy with just having limited amounts of meat in my diet. So to go full vegan was mainly an ethical thing because I just could not contribute to what was happening with the animals and how, how they were being treated. I just, it just touched me so deeply. Honestly, me transitioning to vegan, um, once I saw that, it was pretty easy for me thereafter. It was not a hard process to do. You know what I noticed? That's pretty common for people who do it for ethical reasons because it's like a conviction. So a lot of times for us, it's like, okay, I mean, some people it's not overnight, but a lot of people it is. It's kind of like, okay, let me just go ahead and do this because I know better. So let me go ahead and just uh, figure out what I need to do to make this work for me. Yeah, that's how. Yeah, because like when I was sometimes I would have certain cravings, like I would be in it for two months and I would have certain cravings and then I'll go to the store I'm like, okay, I'm just going to get a little bit, a little bit of something. And I would look at that meat and those images would pop in my head. I was like, oh, no, I can't do this. And I was just like, uh-uh, I'm sticking with my diet. Like the cravings, none of that mattered because of, like you said, that conviction that I had that I cannot contribute to this anymore. Yeah. So did you find any replacements, though? Because I think that's helpful for people who kind of have cravings for certain things. Did you, were you able to, did it feel like it was easy to find replacements for some of your favorite foods? Well, I, with me, it's like I said, it's a little different because I was already eating very limited amounts of meat beforehand because I was on this health kick. Uh-huh. So like I was eating maybe like one or two servings of meat or dairy or whatever it was a week. And the rest of my diet was pretty much plant based. So for me, when I first went vegan, I didn't do too much substitutes. I mean, there's more substitutes out now than it was then. But for me, I didn't do too much substitutes because I was kind of used to the whole plant-based lifestyle. The one substitute I did use, though, was cheese because that was a huge addiction for me. So I did use um, 
some cheese substitutes every now and then, but I didn't use any meat substitutes because I was already used to not having that in my diet because I wasn't eating it that much before I fully transitioned to vegan. Um, it wasn't until I would say maybe a year into my vegan lifestyle that I started to kind of experiment with vegan substitutes because even though, you know, a lot of people are the health police, <laughs> vegan, <laughs> they, they're very anti-processed food. And I'm not saying that processed food should be a big part of your diet, if you're, if, especially if you're about health. And I am about health. But the thing with substitutes is that they help give you convenience and creativity. And I noticed that a year in, I was kind of lacking that a little bit. So for me, I like the fact that I added a little bit of the processed foods into my diet and it actually helped me like when you go out to eat in restaurants you can have more options besides a salad and some french fries where you can actually enjoy a meal out and not feel as if you're being deprived because nobody serves you know vegan dishes or know how to make vegan dishes it wasn't a year until I added that uh, stuff into my diet I still don't make it a huge part of my diet but I do think that it is important for people who are transitioning to get that texture to get that flavor things that they're familiar with and they're used to eating um, because it can, it can be tough transitioning diet it, it, it's very that's a whole lifestyle change Definitely. so Definitely. It's like every, yeah, like you said, it's everything is just changing. So if you can make it easy for yourself, then do that. I agree. Do it. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Do, okay, let's start. I always like to ask people, did they cook before? I feel like that's like the theme of the podcast lately. I've been asking people like, okay, did you cook before you went vegan? Or how did that look for you? Did, were you well, like... Maybe, <laughs> maybe that made it a little easier for me because I've been cooking since I was 10 years old. Nice. So yeah, I love cooking. So it, it did make it a little bit easier for me knowing like the basics of cooking or whatever. But I mean, I understand a lot of people either they don't cook, don't know how to cook or just don't like to cook. Cooking is not something that everybody finds enjoyable. So that's another reason why I think vegan substitutes will, will work um, if you're trying to transition to more of a plant based lifestyle. I'm a big soup person. My, my grandparents were Southern, so we ate a lot of beans in the house. <laughs> so I like like beans uh bean recipes soups like black eyed peas and and sweet potatoes and kale and putting like in a soup or kidney beans or butter beans and cornbread like of course it's vegan now but <laughs> I, I like i like stuff like that stuff that really hits your gut why like the comfort food eat? yeah the comfort food exactly the comfort food yes exactly that's what i thing I'm about really... the soups is you can make that and, and eat on that for a couple of days too and it's always to me soup always tastes better like that second day or third day it always tastes better the than flavors get infused together they sit for a long time yes it tastes much better the second day <laughs> yeah do you feel like veganism as someone who cooked before being vegan and you've been cooking for all these years do you feel like it made um your experience more creative because i know sometimes people say because they were the people who cooked before they were like oh veganism the vegan cooking is much more fun than just like regular cooking because there's so many you know so many possibilities of be creative yeah. so many opportunities to do that do you feel like that for you do you feel like it made you more creative being a vegan cook i think it did i think it did there's, it's definitely an advantage because if you've always cooked you know when you cook meat and stuff and make all these elaborate dishes, especially Southern dishes. I mean, it's a lot of time that goes into that. Um, with vegan cooking, um, because the food is not, a lot of the food is already, I guess, somewhat cooked. You know, it's not It's not like you're cooking meat. Oh, you have to cook it through, it's already cooked, so it's easier. And it did make me have more creativity because 
I'm used to be in the kitchen coming up with creative ideas of meals and what I want to eat, mm-hmm. especially when, you know, there's not a lot of money around. You really got to be creative. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> with vegan cooking, I mean, the basics are very inexpensive. Um, and so it does give you a chance to be creative if you already kind of have that. But I will say, even if you don't have that, I still think with all the information that's out there right now, I feel like you still can kind of get that creativity or get that stimulating ideas going with the meals you want to eat. Because, I mean, there's just so much information out there, not even with vegan cooking, but like if you just see a regular recipe that you like or something that you ate on. OK, how can I make this vegan? You know, OK, I can use a substitute. I can use you know, plant-based material, how can I be creative? And then go online and kind of search and see what you can do. So I think that while it made it easier for me, I think it's a lot easier for everyone else too because of all the information that's available. Uh-huh. That's a really, really good tip because a lot of times people feel like they're going to, you know, miss out on all of their favorite foods, but just think about what you're already eating and then Google recipes and just make, adapt, you know, adapt the recipe based on um, your new lifestyle and it's so much better. Like, I think that kind of got me in trouble a little bit though. <laughs> I'll have to say this because <laughs> when I realized that like, oh, I can still eat cornbread. I can still eat all these things. Yeah. And I just ate a lot of it. <laughs> but it's so hey, true what you're I saying. I can't get you in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> you can make this like as familiar as possible. As, as You know, you can make it whatever you want to make it. And I think mm-hmm. that's a misconception about this lifestyle. So that's a really, really good tip. I'm glad you mentioned that. And another thing I would say is like, don't be afraid to try new things. I think a lot of people are scared and they get stuck in this rut where they're just eating the same thing over and over again. Like one thing that I do is every week I try to find something new to eat. So I don't care if I've never heard it before. Like I go to the, the Asian market or I go to Whole Foods. I'd be like, okay, what is this? I've never heard this before. I don't know how to use it. I'll buy it. And then I look on in there and say, okay, how can I make this into some type of dish because I want to make sure that my palate is expanded so I don't get stuck in the same five to seven recipes over and over again because that can make the transition a little bit tough and a little bit boring. You get you get tired of eating the same thing all the time. So mm-hmm. don't be afraid to try different things and try different fruits and different vegetables and different beans. Just explore it. If you don't like it, just don't buy it again. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, that's it. <laughs> That is true. Is, even if you're not a vegan, it's easy to get stuck yes, in a is. cooking run. For <laughs> vegan, I was eating, you know, fried chicken, steak, you know, just the same thing over and over again. And like, if I want to do something different, okay, let's order pizza. Let's go get some China, Chinese food. Like it was the same thing. So I think, like you said, even if you're not vegan, you can get stuck in a rut with eating the same thing over and over again. So just try different things. Yeah. You might, like, you might like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I feel like a lot of us probably grew up eating like the same six or seven vegetables and fruit, right? So then when we yeah. decide to be vegan, we're like, how am I going to make this work? Because I have nothing to eat. But exactly. it's like so many possibilities out there. Like, it's a lot of stuff that I didn't eat growing up that I eat now. So yep, that's too. a good Let's see. So what did your um, extended family think? Like, how was your first like vegan holiday or, you know, cookout? <laughs> what did your extended family say? My family was actually very supportive in it. Um, they're very, they were, they were intrigued by it. They were impressed by it because, like I said, the way we grew up <laughs> was totally different than, like, I'm the only vegan in my family. And I think I'm the only vegetarian. I don't even know any vegetarians in my family. So, you know, everything was very meat-centered and still is very meat-centered. So my family was very supportive of it they were impressed by it a lot of my family members especially my cousins i've taken them grocery shopping have them try different meals 
Uh, my auntie, um, sometimes when she's in town, she comes over and she'll see me making a recipe for the blog. And she's like, ooh, I could be a taste tester. Ooh, that looks good. I want to try it. So my family, they're, they're very supportive. Now, my coworkers and other people were not that supportive. I was lucky enough to have my close knit network supportive. But when I went outside of that and in public, it was very, very difficult. I can remember wanting to hide how I was eating, like hide my food for lunch so that no one would ask me questions or criticize me. Mm. Um, you know, there have been times where I would be at work and, you know, and, and I, make it known, I did not even want to people to know I was vegan because I didn't want those questions. So it's kind of ironic that I have a blog about it now. But I can remember um, I brought my brought my vegan food or whatever. I don't like saying vegan food, but I just bought my lunch and it was plant based. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, sometimes at work, you know, they buy food for the team, you know, pizza day, chicken, whatever. And one coworker noticed that every time they bring food, I would never eat it. And so in front of everybody, he asked me, you know, oh, are, are you a Lord. vegetarian or something? Oh, Lord. I know. I was just like, oh, my God. And I was just like, yeah, I don't I don't eat. I just I'm really quiet. Like, yeah, I don't eat meat. I'm a vegan. It's like, oh, what? And, and then ever since. <laughs> Girl, you was cussing at him. That's what he thought. Oh, what? A <laughs> what? No, what? And, you know, I explained to him what that was or whatever. And then, like, ever since then. You know, it would be the little jokes or whatever, like, oh, Gina, I got some pizza for you. It smells good, don't it? Are you eating all that rabbit food? You know, just typical oh, wow. things that you get, you know. Oh, how, you know, that's not healthy way. You need meat in your life. And it was just on and on and constantly. So, like I said, with my family, even during the holidays, I would make different foods. They would eat it. A lot, a lot of my family like um, vegan food. My dad did a 30-day uh, vegan challenge or whatever, and he still eats a lot of the food that he did on that challenge because it's just good. He just like it. He's like, my, my dad's like, I like food. I don't care. Vegan, not vegan. It's good. It's good. I'm going to eat it, you know? <laughs> but yeah, outside of the family, I, I definitely can understand why people uh, might have some hesitation with social events because people can be, they can be mean. Like they can be really, really mean. So, um, but I was lucky to have that support system at home, though. That's good, because I think, um, in my opinion, it's, like, better. Who cares what those randoms at work say? As long as your family is for it, that's all that matters. But, yeah, it, it is annoying, though, when people have something to say. And especially when you're not even trying to push your views on them. It's like, really? Like, Ooh. calm down. <laughs> calm I'm down. So the quiet person in the corner, just, I just want to mind my business and eat my rice and my beans and just leave me alone, you know? Like, <laughs> and then you have people, like, people would come up to me. So I guess you, you believe everyone should eat like you, huh? You push your views on everyone. I'm like, I'm not even talking to you. Like, who wow. are you right <laughs> That is it crazy. Bad. It was bad in the beginning. Now it's not as bad. Um, I mean, people, you know, they leave me alone now. But in the beginning, it was rough. It was. I would just feel like so horrible. Like, oh, I don't have any more friends. I can't talk to anybody. It was just bad. I hated it. Mm. But now I think, like now, like you said, I, I don't care. Back then, I really did care. I cared what other people thought. Now I just don't care. It's like this is the way I eat. I'm not. I'm not really one of those type of vegans that push my views on people. I've never been that type. I believe in the freedom to choose. And a lot of vegans don't like the type of vegan that I am because I guess I'm not radical enough with it. Ooh. But <laughs> you got a nerve with that when I, I can relate to this so much. 
I do not fit in. I know I don't because they tell me all the time that I don't. <laughs> they always coming in my email with some nonsense. So I know <laughs> it's never good enough. Oh my gosh. It's like, exactly. I, I'm always shocked by that. Like, really? Like you've been doing this for like two seconds. And you're going to tell me like it, it, it's, it's funny to me, but like, I, because I came into this lifestyle as a, I guess, as a plant-based person where I was not necessarily full vegan, but I was still eating, I guess, the majority of vegan, I kind of understand that different diets fit different people. So it's kind of not my place to tell some everybody in the whole entire world that you have to do what I do. Like, that's just kind of ridiculous to me. I mean, of course, I would love if everybody did go vegan because it is an ethical um, thing for me, you yeah. know, but I, I also understand that I can't force my views on nobody. If anything, that's going to push people away from what I'm trying to trying to teach. And again, pe- there's pe- different people have different health issues, different things going on. I cannot sit there and tell somebody to change their entire diet. And, and like, you know, there's a lot of, I really feel like there nowadays there are like, um, I would call them like, meme nutritionist you know you see a meme on facebook or instagram and now you think you have a nutritionist degree like you could just oh well i seen on facebook you know oh plant uh this source has this vegetable has this amount of iron in it, and then da, da, da. and it's like do you even know what you're saying have you studied an actual nutritional book have you went to school for this you're just regurgitating and repeating information and you're not a medical professional mm-hmm. so it's really it's really dangerous to do that and i, I really don't like it when people force their views and, oh, you know, if you just went plant-based, you can cure cancer. You can't make those type of claims. That's very dangerous. I, I just, I, I just, uh, it just makes me cringe sometimes. But I mean, like I said, for my own personal ethical reasons, I would love if people went plant-based or at least plant-based or full vegan, of course. But I'm not one to push that on people. All I do is educate. And if you want to, you know, come this way, I got some more tips for you. If not, that's fine too. <laughs> yes. So I like how you uh, the, you kind of like talk about the distinction between plant based and vegan. So there is a difference, right? Do you, I feel like because the way you're using it, I know that you feel like there's a difference between plant based and vegan. You actually wrote a blog post about this a while ago, didn't you? I think you wrote yes. one. Yeah. yeah I, it, um, I was outlining the different types of vegetarians and like just to give people different options of. You know, if they see something going, you know, would people be um, promoting their version of veganism or whatever? If that's not the only, there's so many different categories. So I kind of want to clear that up. But when I say plant-based and vegan is somebody who's plant-based, and this is from my experience and my knowledge and what I've studied over the years, that's somebody who eats either 100% plant-based diet or maybe a majority of a plant-based diet. And maybe they might have a little bit of animal products in there every now and then. Um, but it's mainly just about health and diet and whole food. So it's it's about eating as natural and as clean as possible. It's a pure diet. With vegan, it's a whole lifestyle. So it's not just diet. It's also the 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 the, the what you wear. For instance, you know you don't you try as much as possible, as practical as possible, because we're not perfect. But you try not to buy things that are made tested on animals, made from animal products. Uh, you know, the, you're more cautious about, you know, maybe certain makeup products, you know, okay, is this tested on animals or not? It's about animal welfare. That's basically what the vegan movement is about. Diet is just one aspect of it. I will say that although there is a difference, I don't like to 
be too picky about it because as long as people are transitioning to a plant-based lifestyle, I feel like that's good enough for them. I don't try to get too, rad- like I said, too radical about being nitpicky, like, oh, well, you're not really vegan because you 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 buy this and you wear you know, Nike shoes and it's made for leather. And like, I don't really get too, too picky, but there is a difference. I know people are very, 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 you know, serious about that. But I mean, that's, that's the definition of it for those who really want to know why I make those distinctions. And one thing I want to say, too, is that your reason for transitioning to a vegan lifestyle is just as is important. Like you don't have to have the same reason that I have. Like a lot of people say, well, if the reason you went to vegan was to get healthy, you're not really a vegan. That's not necessarily true. There's many of reasons to be vegan, even though vegan is a stance on animals. Maybe your reason for being vegan was helpful. Then maybe once you got into the lifestyle, you start to actually change everything else. You're still valid. You know, a lot of people say, well, it's, you know, I don't care about, you know, if I eat processed food all day long and I kill myself and all that. Like, the people are radical out here. I'm warning y'all about these vegan groups out here. Just be very, very careful because people are radical. Mm -hmm. Like, just because your initial reason wasn't animals does not mean that your reason for going into a lifestyle is not valid. Everybody goes at their own pace. And I really want people to understand that and not feel pressured to, oh, I got to do this now. Like, this is not a competition. You don't have to, you know, get to a certain level of veganism and, you know, you've made you it. Win. Like, that. You <laughs> win. Like, I see that a lot, you know. You don't have to, you know, quit your job because, you know, they sell animal products. And, like, all this ridiculous stuff I'm seeing about what veganism is, it's just a radical... Um, that's a radical point of view. And I don't want people to get caught up in that. Cause like I said, I've seen people say, you know, not having kids, you know, if you have kids, you're not vegan, or if you want to have kids, you're not vegan. Oh, I've seen that too, girl. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I've seen people say, you know, if you work at a place that, you know, you know, sells animal products, or if you buy from this store, but they sell animal products, it's like, well, I mean, then none of, we won't be eating anything because yes. I mean, at the grocery store, they sell animal products. What am I supposed, I'm supposed to buy food? You know, so. It's so exhausting. Like, if you really follow through with what everybody is saying, is you it will drive you crazy. Because I remember, so I started off in my journey. I was cool in the beginning. I was like, oh, this is good. I, every, I want everything to be natural. And I was doing my own thing. And then the more, like you said, you get involved in groups and you get around people who don't necessarily there aren't necessarily like-minded just because they're vegan don't mean they have the same views right so you get around these people or you get into some of these groups it's like yikes like nothing you do is good enough it's not so it's just exhausting and I remember being so stressed out all the time because I was like oh it has to do this I have to do this I have to do that and it's like it's not supposed to be like this it's supposed to make you feel better you're supposed to feel liberated not worse you know so just yeah i totally agree do what works best for you always you just do the best you can in the most practical way possible yep i love it that's so so true this is really really good advice so let's talk about your brand because you are vegan with curves (laughs) (laughs) that is your website that is your brand Okay, yes. so listen, I, when I first came, I think we met on Twitter, right? Is that where we met? I feel yeah. like I meet most people on Twitter. Yeah. So when I met you on Twitter, I was like, oh, that's that's cool. That's interesting. Even though, I look, I have never had a problem with curves. I've always been a curvy girl. So I've never had that. But I was like, that's interesting because maybe people do want to lose their curves. I know sometimes people say, 
Um, one of the reasons why they couldn't stay vegan or they didn't want to stay vegan is because they were losing too much weight and they hated that they were losing weight. So what was the motivation for you starting your brand? Well, it, it started off as a bet from one of those nasty co-workers. Are you serious? <laughs> dead serious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead serious because he kept, you know, he was one of the main people that would keep, you know, picking at me every day. You know, all oh, the reason you're so skinny is because you don't eat enough food, you're on a diet and da 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 you know, because at the time I was about 100 pounds. I was I had lost a lot of weight. So I had lost about 60, 65 pounds. Um, I run, But see, what he didn't know is that I had lost that weight before I went full vegan because I, that was my journey in, in the beginning. I wanted to release weight. I was overweight for my, for my frame. So I was still eating meat. I wasn't eating a lot of meat, but I was still eating meat every once or twice a week or so. Mm-hmm. So I had lost that weight pre-vegan because I wasn't eating large carbohydrates. I was very anti-carbs, you know, just meat and vegetables. And when I wasn't eating meat that day, you know, beans and vegetables, and I was eating very small portions. So of course I lost a lot of weight. Um, but he would pick at me all the time, you know? And so I just thought like, okay, I'm gonna prove you wrong. I mean, if I want to gain weight, I can gain weight, you know, and and I can still keep my diet. So that's kind of how I started off. I never, ever, ever though, thought I would create a website around it. That came much later, but I remember looking up stuff for, okay, how can you gain weight on a vegan diet? And there was like nothing out there. Like, mm. <laughs> I was like, and the, the few things that I did see on how to gain weight, it was for men, you know, ah, bodybuilders. It wasn't for, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't for women. You know, the woman stuff was how to lose weight and how to get a flat stomach and, you know, and how to get, you know, and it's like, okay, that's fine, but. You know, I've always had a small frame, you know, besides that one time in my life where I did gain all that weight. But I've always had a small frame, and I, but I always like to be more on the curvier side. So I was like, okay, why isn't there any websites on, let alone how to gain weight for women, but how to do it as a vegan? I think there was one thing I seen. Um, his name is Robert, um, Robert Cheek, I think that's his name. He has veganbodybuilding.com. Mm-hmm. And, um, but again, it was geared towards the bodybuilding type of movement. So it, it wasn't really anything. You know, I don't want to be a bodybuilder. So I basically took bits of information from stuff that I found from that website, from just general weight gain tips. And I kind of just did a trial and error thing. So at first, I was just like eating everything. <laughs> like, it was horrible. I was like, okay, I'm just going to eat a whole bunch of calories. So, I mean, I would eat so much food. It was vegan food, but I would eat so much food. I would just be stuffed. I'm like, okay, this this is not going to work because oh, I can't goodness. eat any more <laughs> than what I'm eating. And so I'm like, okay, how can I really maximize what I'm already eating? It, it just started, like I said, trial and error. How can I maximize what I'm already eating? And so what I discovered is that the meals that I'm eating, I need to make them as calorically dense as possible. So what I started to do is when I would make my shakes, I would add in powder, my protein powder, I would add in like peanut butter and I would put that in my shakes. So then my shakes start to become, instead of like 200 calories, they would be like 500 calories or 800 calories. Mm-hmm. But then I still have more room for food later on. So that's what I would start to do, making my meals calorically dense. And then I started to add exercising. Now, I have ex- I exercised before, and but I never really did it consistently. So 
I didn't have a gym membership at the time. I was just, you know, lifting whatever was in the house, sewing machines. I was squatting with sewing machines and <laughs> <laughs> sewing machines. You know, like, I was heavy. That's you know, I was like, okay, this is heavy. That's a you good know, gonna, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how much you weigh, but I'm gonna squat with this, and I bet you it's gonna build something. <laughs> and so I quit, you know, working out and lifting my furniture <laughs> and eating, I started to slowly, it was a slow process, but I started to slowly gain weight. And then people at work started to notice. And that same nasty, I think it was like maybe like three months in, that same nasty, that same nasty, um, not customer, sorry, worker. Oh, you must be eating meat again. You get, you get a little weight, you got a little hips, so you got a little something on you. I was like, nope, <laughs> I'm still vegan. I told you that you can, you know, have weight on you and still be, still be a vegan or whatever. And I just kept going with that. I started sharing my stuff on social media. Again, at the time, I really didn't have a plan on putting this as a website. I just, honestly, I was doing it for vanity. I was like, well, I look good now. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to just... Y'all look (laughs) Like, it was pure vanity, I swear. And I was like, yeah, I'm just showing. And then I got so much response. And then I would start getting inbox of people asking me, how did how do you do this? How did you do it? I've been trying to gain weight my entire life. I'm like, really? You know, like there's a market for this because there's no websites out for this. And especially for vegan, but just in general, there's no websites or nothing out there for this. But people would, you know, I've been trying to gain weight my entire life. I want a more curvy figure. And honestly, I hesitated still then when people were asking me because I thought that me creating a brand around something like this was very, even though I was doing it for vanity, I didn't want people to know that I was doing it for vanity or that I was vain, I guess you just say, I can say, because I felt like, okay, really, Jenna, you want to create a website to tell people how to get a bigger butt or <laughs> to tell people how to look curvy? Like, that's just so many more serious issues in the world. Like, this is just stupid. Like, I talked myself out of it because I thought that I was still stuck in that, oh, what are people going to think if I start teaching this or if I start trying to create a brand for this like what are people gonna think so I kind of like put it on the shelf for a couple more years until I just kept getting the inboxes and when I would share my recipes and I would share my body transformation and people would say that they were inspired by it and I kept on getting inboxes I just said okay you know what I'm gonna create a brand around this screw what other people think if this is what people want me to you know share with them then I'm gonna share with them my journey so even if it, it might seem vain, but I mean, people want to people want know it. this. Yeah, want people want that butt. Okay. Want the butt, you know, everybody wants the big butt, you know, so it's like, okay, I'm going to share it. I mean, and, and, and I see a lot of women, um, and this is no shade to people who do this, but I see a lot of women going route, the alternative route of, of surgical enhancement. And like I said, this is no shade towards women who do that, but Surgery is, is serious. It's expensive. And, and I mean, it, it can be it can be dangerous. I mean, surgery is not something like, you know, you go to the bathroom, put on makeup and then you're done the next day. I mean, that is surgery. You're getting your body's getting cut into. And people are doing that just to have this certain type of look. And I'm thinking, well, if I can teach people how to do this and in a healthier way and in a way that will be better for the environment and for our animal friends, like, why not? You yes, know? I love that. Yeah, it might start off kind of vain, but I think as I got into it, I really kind of found your purpose, like a mission. After you know, I, but I really want people, and I've said this a lot in my posts. I really want people to find the curvy version of themselves. 
you know, yeah. and I feel like you're on a vegan diet, a plant-based diet, and you have a good workout regimen. I really want people to, you know, be okay with transforming your body. There's nothing wrong with that. Build curves. You know, you might you want a bigger butt. There's something wrong with that. You want a smaller waist. Something wrong with that. But make sure you sculpt it to your body. Don't try to look exactly like somebody else because you're going to end up being disappointed because you can only be you. Yeah. What tips do you have for somebody who is looking? I know you said that you made sure that you put the peanut butter in there, the protein into the smoothie, you know, making sure there were more calories there. But what other tips do you have outside of that in squatting? The first thing you want to do is make sure that the meals you're eating are calorically dense. So like things that are calorically dense are usually high in fat. Now, everybody is fat free, fat free. No, look, you need healthy fats in your diet. So like if you're eating like if you're eating a salad, you know, add some nuts and seeds to that salad, add some avocado, a slight avocado slices to that salad. A avocado is 230 calories alone, a, a, a small one. Oh, wow. A large one is 400 calories. Oh, damn. So, I need to stop eating the whole thing then. <laughs> okay. Because I'm not, look, I got, I have plenty of curves. Okay. Good to know. See, Wodi. <laughs> okay. Okay. Enough about me. Keep going. <laughs> You want to make sure you add those calorically dense foods to your diet, when, whatever you're eating, um, and, and and track your calories. A lot of times we think we're eating a lot and we're really not, um, you know. So you definitely want to track your calories. I use my Fitness Pal, and um, well, I used it more then when I was transitioning than I do now, but because I'm kind of used to, you know, what I'm eating. But you definitely want to track your calories. But yeah, add more calorically dense foods to your diet. So like I said, if you're doing a protein shake, you have your vegan protein powder. You can add the peanut butter. I li- peanut butter is a lifesaver. Um, two tablespoons is 200 calories by itself. So you can add that or you can add four tablespoons. That's 400 calories by itself. And if you're drinking two of those shakes a day with the peanut butter alone, you have an eight, that's 800 calories right there. You want to have healthy carbohydrates in your diet. Don't do the no carb, <laughs> mm-hmm. especially if you're trying to gain healthy curves. Now, I'm not saying carbs are just going to automatically put weight on you just because it's a carbohydrate. But when you're gaining on the weight gain journey, you need carbohydrates, especially if you're working out. OK, so when I say healthy carbohydrates, I'm talking about whole grains like oatmeal, um, quinoa, uh, brown rice, uh, sweet potatoes. I stay as much as possible. Stay away from things like the white flour type of stuff, because, I mean, you can have those every now and then. But those things are are, are devoid of minerals. And I am still about health. So you want to stay away from those as much as possible. I'm not saying you can't have, you know, a little wrap every now and then, but you don't want to make that a main part of your diet. I mean, that stuff is just nothing but sugar Mm -hmm. and it wreck havoc on your teeth and bleach minerals for your body is just a whole mess and I used to have a sugar addiction so I know the damage that those white carbohydrates refined carbohydrates can do so you definitely want to stay away from that but whole grains brown rice sprouted wheat bread uh sprouted wheat pasta spelt pasta things like that those are good to have um and then the last thing is making sure that you get enough plant-based protein now this is cliche because people think you can't get enough protein on the vegan diet you can but when you're working out, you need more protein. Any person in fitness will tell you this. Um, when you're working out, you need more protein than the average person. So when you're trying to build, build curves, which is essentially building muscle, you want to make sure that you have at least, uh, I would say, one gram of protein per body weight. So if you weigh 115 pounds, you want to make sure you're getting 115 grams of protein per day. Mm-hmm. 
And with working out, I mean, I'm I'm butt focused, obviously. <laughs> so. <laughs> And look, if you if you go to Gina's um Instagram, you will see that she is definitely butt focused. <laughs> I'm definitely butt focused, but that doesn't mean I work out my butt. <laughs> All areas of your body, because what happens is if you don't, you start to look very unproportionate, and then that can cause like physical health issues. So I do work other portions of my body, but because my main curves is in my hips and my butt, because I naturally carry weight down there. My program is butt focused, but I do, you want to work out your entire body. If you're butt focused like me, you want to spend most of your workout days on your lower portion of your body, right? Because that's, if you're, if you're chest focused, you want to spend that on mostly on your chest. And it depends on what body parts you, you know, like the most. Most women naturally are bottom heavy focused and most men are usually upper body. Yes. So that tends to be how it goes. Whether you're trying to lose weight in the lower part of your body or gain it. So um, I would say start off as a beginner, work out your legs and butt twice a week. And then the other two days of the week, you do some upper body exercises. So maybe Monday, lower body, Tuesday, upper body, Wednesday, lower body again, and Thursday, upper body. And then you rest just to kind of get your body started, um, especially if you're not used to working out. And stay away from cardio or minimize it. A lot of women in the gym, they go to the gym and they want to, you know, gain curves and they do all this cardio and they do like, you know, a hundred squats. No, 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 no. (laughs) That's going to make you lose weight. You want to hit the weights and you want to lift heavy. Um, And that's where all the the calorie increase and the protein increase is going to come in. Mm -hmm. Um, You want to make sure that you're lifting heavy Heavy relative to you. Don't go into the gym trying to squat 100 pounds if you've never squatted 20 pounds before. You want to get your form right, and there's a lot of YouTube videos out there that teach that. But um, making sure that you're lifting heavy enough to where you can really feel a muscle burnout. You can really feel like, okay, I can't go on with more than 10 reps. If you can do more than 10 reps, then you need to increase the rate, uh, the, uh, the weight. Uh, if you can't even get to 10 reps, you want to decrease it. <laughs> so that's kind of like my, my guideline right there. I, I just tell women, don't be afraid to hit the weights. They're not just for the men. They're for us too. You think it's, yeah. you think we're afraid to hit it because we're afraid we're going to look like men? I think a lot of that is that. And maybe because they feel like they have to compete with men. I mean, I mean, I'm look, I, I go to the gym. I don't care. I'm five foot. I ain't trying to lift. 200 pounds y'all crazy that's y'all do that over there i'm not you okay <laughs> give me this 40 50 pound weight and i'm good to go mm-hmm. <laughs> if you want to, i don't care you know but i think a lot of that has to do with just intimidation and um yeah a lot of women feel like they're gonna look like men because they see like women bodybuilders and i'm like those women do a lot of extra things to look like that yeah. so you have nothing to worry about lifting weights yeah you dropped a lot of gems on how to build curves. What, what advice do you have for somebody who is just getting started with a vegan lifestyle? I feel like you actually already gave us a lot of information, some tips as we've been talking. But any last minute tips you want to give for people who are thinking about going vegan and they're not sure where to start? What would you tell them? Um, well, you can always visit my website, of course, veganwithcurves.com. And I will be coming out with a meal plan like around the springtime of, of 2018. My one tip, there's a lot of tips on the website, but my one tip I want to drive home is make sure you go at your own pace. Um, Like I said, there's a lot of information out there. There's a lot of groups out there. And I'm not saying don't join groups because they can be supportive, especially if you don't have 
the support system that I had, you know, with my family and friends. But just make sure you go at your own pace. Don't let anyone bully you into being a certain type of vegan. You know, figure out what's right for you. Try different things. Try different methods, you know, and, and see what, what fits you. This is not a cult. <laughs> it's not a religion. <laughs> it's just a way of living to better the, implant, the planet, to better your health, and to help our, our animal friends. So go at your own pace. Please don't be bullied into doing something that you don't want to do. I love that. That is a really, really, really good tip because it's so easy to fall, you know, in that trap. And then you, you give up because you're like, okay, nothing's good enough. And I might as well just go back to what I know. So don't yeah. make it too complicated. <laughs> yes. Thank you so, so much for being on the show, Jean. I really appreciate it. Thanks for coming on here, dropping all these gems about how to maintain our curves. And y'all need to follow Gina on Instagram because yes, she be please. showing that ass. Let me stop. <laughs> Yes, yes, no shame either. <laughs> Especially during the summertime. You, oh, you would, yeah, during the summertime, it's like we cannot keep you in the house. <laughs> so I'm like, who, who Gina got out here recording her out here on this beach? <laughs> fun times, fun times. <laughs> All right, thanks again. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the show. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the podcast five stars on iTunes. Also, don't forget to get all of the show notes and resources we mentioned at brownvegan.com. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll talk to you next week. When everyone is on the same page, getting things done is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that enables your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said. Done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.